0: what's going on man welcome back to the basement i that feels good to say it's been an absolute minute since i popped on the mic and you know talked football i know i hopped uh on here on monday talked some march madness but it's been a while since i sat down with you know a show outline a lot of research and brought you guys a nice video and we're gonna be doing this more often fellas from here on out this is kind of i'm calling this like the soft launch of you know the off season for us where we're gonna do i think like four videos this week we're gonna try and kick it up to five and then we're gonna try and get almost daily bring you guys a lot of really really good content now for today we're going to go out here and give you some wide receiver trade targets now the problem is is that i actually sat down to write an outline for i had three wide receivers that i wanted to talk about the thing is that the actual act of like you know outlining a video and doing all the research i haven't done that since january so it's kind of like a, a rusty muscle and i sat down and i started doing research on the first wide receiver and i ended up having like three pages of notes and i was like okay that's pretty much done so this is going to be a singular player breakdown we're going to get a little bit of suspense. I'm not going to tell you who it is yet. We'll, we'll say that on the other side of the intro, but this is a guy that you should be trading for in all of your leagues. He's a little bit more of a premium asset. So it's tough to acquire him, but he's someone that you should be sending out feelers for in case if the owner is souring on him in any way. Now, with that being said, make sure you go down below, subscribe. We're going to be doing videos like this all dynasty offseason from now through the NFL draft. And then after that, we'll kind of, you know, shift gears to redraft, but we're going to be bringing really really good content oh the the reason I took that that big break is because I've been doing stuff on the back end to create really good content I I sat down made three prospect models for the quarterbacks tight ends or no quarterbacks wide receivers running backs we'll go into all of those a breakdown kind of the lessons learned from that and you know kind of the information that I gathered from building models and I was doing some other stuff on the back end now we're reeling it back in finally getting back to talking football on the mic missed it so much without further ado let's Go. Now the wide receiver we're talking about today, is going off the board on Keep Trade Cut, which is a really good website to kind of accumulate, you know, at the very least public opinion. It's kind of like ADP, but they take into account, you know, the people's opinions on players. So they kind of crowdsource these polls where it's like, which player would you rather have and from there they kind of formulate these rankings and it's a little it's a little bit better than something like a dlf adp because they do have real drafts but it's like five drafts so there's a lot of variance there where this there's such a large sample that's a little bit more accurate in my experience so this wide receiver is going at the 307 as the wide receiver 11 on keep trade cut in my personal rankings by the way on patreon patreon.com slash ron stewart if you're interested in the rankings we had a lot of cool stuff going on over there and i have him as my wide receiver five as the 209 so i'm about around the head of consensus and like six wide receiver spots ahead of consensus and we're going to be talking about DK Metcalf today and I think that it's an interesting topic because his situation has changed so much right there's a lot of these players I could talk about but you know not a lot has changed since we last met here but when we're talking about DK Metcalf this is one of those players where with the trades and everything that's going on this offseason he's one of the guys that are directly affected by that And i think a lot of people are probably going to give takes on or people probably gave takes on you know russell wilson how that affects the broncos whatever but in terms of dynasty i think that we're overreacting a little bit to dk metcalf now i'm going to sit here and acknowledge you know kind of like the the eight mile rap where he goes out there and he disses himself let me acknowledge kind of the negatives on dk metcalf's profile he just lost russell wilson and that's a massive deal right he now has drew at qb Really, really big downgrade considering that Russ is a Hall of Fame quarterback. I think that that's pretty much consensus at this point. He is uber efficient. He has he's like bottom five in pass attempts every year because the Seahawks don't unleash him, and he still gets you know thirty touchdown seasons, twenty points per game in fantasy, and he's also one of the league's best deep ball throwers, which is really important for DK Metcalf, Russell Wilson in 2019 and 2020, the last two times that he played like a full season, kind of throwing out. 2021 because he had that weird finger injury he comes back too early because he's russ and he's mr unlimited and i'm kind of calling 2021 a lost season for russ at the very least now again top five deep passing grade on pff in 2019 and 2020 these are throws 20 yards or more downfield and that's huge for dk metcalf because that's such a skill set matchup for the two of them where dk metcalf was top five in those two years in deep targets. So that's a pretty big downgrade for DK Metcalf considering that he was top five in accumulating those deep targets, 20 yards or more downfield in both of those years. And on his entire career, about 25% of all of his targets ever have been 20 yards or more downfield. So again, his skill set and Russ really match up. And now the reason I left out 2021 is because to me, it's largely a throwaway year, right? We had Russ, he had, uh, I would say like a good to great first five weeks. Then he had that finger injury, he comes back too early. And week 10 on, it's pretty clear that he wasn't really himself. He had one of the worst stretches of his entire career. He comes back in his first game against the Packers. He puts up 161 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. That's not a Russell Wilson type stat line. So it was really, it was really tough because I would say Russell Wilson, like an injured Russell Wilson, was almost a bottom like 10 quarterback, at least for fantasy purposes. He he killed Metcalf ceiling. DK finishes the wide receiver 22 in points per game. And that's tough when you're talking about a top five dynasty wide receiver. When you have a wide receiver who is in the top five in dynasty, he's ideally, especially in his third year, he's ideally finishing as a wide receiver one at the very least. Why am I giving him the benefit of the doubt is the question. He is my wide receiver five in dynasty and it's because I think his quarterback play tanked his efficiency this year, but in terms of demanding volume and you know going out there and performing well, I think that he had, I'm not gonna say his best year yet because obviously his second year was really, really good. But the way that he commanded targets this year, was really impressive. This is a guy who operates down the field, right? He has a 12.4 yard average depth of target. He is getting most of his targets past the first down marker. So that's an area of the field that not a lot of quarterbacks target a lot, especially considering that he had a lot of games where he played with Geno Smith. And even with the 23rd highest average depth of target, he had a 27.3% target share, which was eighth in the NFL his previous career high was 24.1%. That's a really big jump in a year where his quarterback play was kind of iffy. Tyler Lockett was healthy. So to me, that's really impressive. And just for a comparison, a guy who had a similar target share, but performed a lot better in terms of efficiency, the whole offense was just better as a whole. We have Debo Samuel, a guy who finished as the wide receiver three in points per game, or maybe like the wide receiver two in points per game, but he had a 27.8% target share. So literally almost identical target shares. His dot was 8.1% his average depth of target 87th in the league now you can even go to like Cooper Cup. his ADOT also hovers around like 8.5 8.6 I'm just trying to show that these guys that command you know that 27 28 30 target share a lot of them operate behind the the first down marker because it's a lot easier to just feed them targets so I think it really shows how impressive DK Metcalf was at you know getting open demanding targets because as we know uh we've explained it a bunch of times but Earning targets is a skill, right? Targets just don't go to random players. We saw that with Marcus Callaway. Michael Thomas goes down, Marcus Callaway doesn't become like a random wide receiver one. Targets are earned in the NFL, especially when you have a quarterback like Geno Smith, where he's probably someone that isn't afraid to let it fly, but a guy who hasn't started in three years, targeting that depth of the field with DK Metcalf, having that kind of trust with him. I think it shows a lot, you know, how well he was playing individually right the the efficiency wasn't there the the balls he was throwing weren't great but I think it, the 27 target share is really impressive given that he had a top 12 finish the year before on only a 24 percent target share so in 2021 DK Metcalf with that target share only finishes the wide receiver 22 right so he was like the wide receiver eight in target share wide receiver 22 most of that was because of bad efficiency some of that was because the pass attempts were so low that's what you're gonna get in Seattle until Pete Carroll kind of hires A prolific offense coordinator or he gets fired but I wanted to show that even on a low pass attempt offense if you gave DK Metcalf 27.3% of the targets in his second year right where he had a really good efficiency and he had Russell Wilson throwing him the ball the entire year he would have gone from 14.4 points per game on a 24% target share to 20 points per game on a 27.3% target share he would have gone from the wide receiver 22 in points per game to the wide receiver 4 If he just had the same Russell Wilson playing for 16 games, even, even the Russell Wilson that like was bad towards the end of the year in 2020, when they were like, remember, they were really hot for that eight game stretch, and then they kind of cooled off at the end, he would have been wide receiver four, if this year, he had, you know, the usual offense that he's been used to. And I found that out using just his, you know, fantasy points per target, and just kind of calculated how many targets he would have had this year, given if he had Russell Wilson, you know, behind center the entire year, like he had in 2020. And I want to say that that's an interesting exercise. I just kind of want to highlight the ceiling, right? He is top five wide receiver upside. He would have had that this year had he just had a normal offensive environment, or I guess it's a little bit better, you know, I would say above average to elite offensive environment with Russell Wilson, but it highlights his ceiling, right? In just his third year, he could have had a top five, you know, 20 point per game type season. And obviously, you know, if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. So there's a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, would it coulda, shoulda type stuff with that type of exercise. But I think it is interesting just to kind of note that DK Metcalf played well I think he was just let down by the outside circumstances of russell get russell wilson getting hurt and then russ getting coming back too early and him having to play with geno smith now i think that you guys probably hear me say that and then say how much better is drew lock than a bunch of bad games from russell wilson a stretch of geno smith and then like a stretch of like above average russell wilson and first i'll say here's the thing with their quarterback situation maybe they do roll with drew lock but i think that I think the market at least is kind of overriding the uncertainty there at quarterback because you do have the chance that they add a Gardner Minshew they could add Jameis Winston they could add a a Marcus Mariota who I really like they could even trade for Baker Mayfield they could you know they just got the ninth overall pick from that huge trade they could get Malik Willis Kenny Pickett Matt Corral there's a tons of there's tons of things that can happen there and in Dynasty when we're you know projecting out into the future and you have an asset like DK Metcalf who's only 24 years old I care a little bit about year one, but unless if you're a win now asset, like a Keenan Allen, like a Mike Evans, like a DeAndre Hopkins, I would say most of the weight that you have for me in terms of a dynasty asset doesn't come from this immediate year. And you have a lot of teams out there, like the Broncos, who last year you could have written off, you know, Sutton, Judy, whoever you want on that team, say, you know, he has Drew Locke, the quarterback sucks. Teddy Bridgewater sucks, it's not going to get, you know, any better. And then russell wilson comes along Now i'm not saying that they're just going to land you know a deshaun watson level quarterback but the nfl is so random right you could have said the same thing with chris godwin and mike evans right Jameis winston's gone who, who knows what's going to happen you know tom brady comes back so there's a lot of things in the nfl that are so random same thing with the rams where you had you know goff to stafford so quarter you know quarterbacks move teams a lot in the nfl and i think it's a little bit foolish on assets that are 24 years old to act like he now has drew lock for the rest of his career right there's tons of outs you have 2023 class that looks good with Bryce Young at the top so I'm I'm not weighing him down a ton but I will say at least in you know drew lock's defense it's not the end of the world if drew lock was to play 16 games for the Seahawks this year you know the offense has weapons so at the very least you know just the yak and players getting open should you know kind of help him in terms of efficiency when you have DK Metcalf Tyler Lockett Noah Fan all in the same offense and i also like drew lock because he's a sneaky good fit with dk metcalf as a quarterback that's like russell wilson not in the fact that he's a good quarterback but in the idea that he attacks the deep parts of the field as often as russell wilson does of the quarterbacks in 2020 and in 2020 and in 2021 it's of the quarterbacks with over 100 dropbacks over the last two years drew lock ranked first in a dot with 10.4 yards of average depth of target in 2021 and was fourth in 2020 with 9.7 that's deep he's he's targeting you know pretty much about the first down marker on every throw he's top five in eight out so he likes targeting down there and it's not just that he chucks it down there and hopes for the best i mean sometimes that's what happens because he is drew lock but i would consider his deep ball one of the strengths of his game you know if you look at pff last year was his highest graded area of the field where he had his highest pff pass grade there it was also where all five of his big time throws they have like this stat called big time throws were i don't know how to describe it besides it's a big time throw according to what the guys saw on tape but he made all of his best throws in that area of the field 20 yards or more downfield he also had zero turnover worthy plays on 21 attempts of 20 yards or more so he was really i mean i wouldn't say efficient but he was you know above average in the deep areas of the field it was his best area of the field last year and he targets that area a lot so I think you know thinking that DK Metcalf's going to come out here and post back end wide receiver to production again is probably a little bit pessimistic so I think that this is a a good matchup of talents in the idea that you know DK Metcalf had 24% target share two years ago I think that it would take a quarterback like Drew Locke to sustain a 27% target share again. Now, 27% target share is a lot. You know, he could just, you know, hover probably like the 25.5 to 26%, but that's still, you know, top 10 numbers at wide receiver. But I think a good snapshot to really see what people think of him in 2022, just for redraft purposes and what he can kind of bring you immediately. He's the wide receiver 11 in early redraft ADP on underdog. You guys know I love underdog promo code Ron. They'll match your deposit up to $100 on there. It's a really cool best ball site, but you can go out there do early drafts on there and kind of you know you can kind of gauge what people think about these players for the current season which is pretty valuable in dynasty to get that that you know information from the market so the market has him as a fringe wide receiver one even with drew lock there this adp is updated in light of that trade news and if we want to zoom out because it's dynasty right now he is expected by the market to be a fringe wide receiver one and he's only in year four he's 24 years old and that's good enough for me he, he has one top 12 finish he has a top 24 finish through three years he's shown that he can command an alpha target share with 27 percent target share on his resume it's a really strong profile and he goes out here he puts up you know a fringe wide receiver one season I think that he's young enough and insulated enough people love DK Metcalf enough that on the market he's wide receiver 11 right now but if he goes out there and he puts up a wide receiver one season I would kind of be shocked to see him fall you know out, outside of the top seven dynasty wide receivers I think that he would probably move back up if he just puts up a wide receiver one season everyone kind of you know sees him as, you know, what he did last year as a back end wide receiver too is kind of souring on him. I think people are kind of overcorrecting a little bit. The reason why I would value DK Metcalf as high as I do is I think that his wild athleticism, you know, the size speed stuff. You guys have all seen DK Metcalf with a shirt off, 6'4, 228, runs like a 4-3. He has that, you know, Julio Jones type career arc in his range of outcomes where he could have just an absolute dominant stretch right all he has to do is kind of he already hit the target share he hit the spike efficiency in year two he hit the monster target share in year three the minute that those two collide you get a 20 point per game season from dk metcalf and you know age 25 26 and that's really all you're looking for from a dynasty wide receiver he also has multiple outs right i talked about that earlier where they could upgrade a quarterback in the draft they could get you know a, a wonky trade in the next two years so during, you know, his window of not really turning over to a win now asset, he has plenty of outs to increase his, tra- you know, his value just by the situation getting naturally better, which then brings me to him being my wide receiver five. And I can't really argue, you know, to firmly put anyone ahead of him besides Debo, A.J. Brown, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. For what it's worth, I have him in the same tier as Tyreek, Cooper Cup and Devonte Adams in my rankings so if you skew towards win now and you prefer you know cup Devante, tyree kill that's completely fine but in that area is where i have him and that's still not really where the market values him now for this final part right we obviously understand we're buying dk metcalf now the thing is is like i could just say you know buy dk metcalf but without any getting uh without giving any you know context of what kind of value i'm willing to trade for him it wouldn't be an actionable video so we're going to kind of break down i have what i would trade in terms of rookie picks Uh, an example of trading away a running back an example of trading away a wide receiver for DK Metcalf now first up we're gonna talk about the pick I like this trade I wanted to keep trade cut to kind of see what they thought and they said you could do the 106 and Devin Singletary for DK Metcalf and I like the 106 as a as a pick to pivot off of I wouldn't do it this far out but if you're on the clock in a rookie draft and in any order I don't know how you have them ranked but uh, Malik Willis, Brees Hall, Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, Drake London those are my big five I have them all in like a top tier once they're off and then there's a pretty big fall off to whoever you want between kenneth walker spiller coral jameson williams you know olave at that point i think there's a really big tier gap between the two and if you have a guy in your league that you know there's a lot of people that love uh kenneth walker and spiller i have them more as as late first and i think that it's a really big drop off from those top five to those guys and if someone wants to come up and trade for them i'd be doing that all day where you take the 106 take a you know, like a top 40 running back off your bench, or you could even do like a top 40 wide receiver kind of thing, and you move that for DK Metcalf, I think that's huge. Whatever upside you're getting from Singletary and Walker or Singletary and Olave, it doesn't it doesn't match up to what DK DK Metcalf can be for your team for the next, you know, three, four years. Then at running back we have Najee for Metcalf in a late second. It's really just Najee for Metcalf plus. And in a vacuum, in the dynasty ranks, I have Metcalf over Najee Harris in a vacuum, but we're always operating in the market, right? I I put a big disclaimer at the top of the dynasty rankings. Please don't make trades based off that. I'm not saying that you should trade. I have DK Metcalf like a couple slots ahead of Najee Harris in the dynasty rankings. I'm not saying that you should trade, you know, Najee Harris straight up because then you're you're losing on the market. And at the end of the day, you want to have some humility when it comes to fantasy football and not just say, you know what? My rankings are my rankings and they're way better than what the market thinks. At the end of the day, the market is the market and it's like a billion minds compared to just yours. So you can kind of leverage it a little bit and get a plus on the end so at the very least you're getting an even value exchange on the market and you're getting the player you prefer i talked about that in december but what it comes down to for me is not Harris as valued as the rb3 i think that's a little bit i think it's a little bit much for a guy that i don't see in his range of outcomes him being he for me to have him as the rb3 and he's also like the 202 in adp for me to have him in that range he would need to have you know a legendary type season in his range of outcomes where you could see you know a 20 plus point per game like a jonathan taylor did this year like an austin eckler I have a tough time seeing that cause he's not, he's just not super explosive. And the Steelers didn't really like, unless they bring out, brought in like a Deshaun Watson or something that could just, you know, really elevate the entire offense. I'd have a tough time seeing Najee get to that spot. You know, similar to how kind of how Eckler has, um, has Justin Herbert. So he can kind of elevate him and make the offense more efficient. It gets tough for me and then also you're staring down the barrel of a guy who yes he's in his year two season i think the thing is that everyone's so caught up in what year of his career he's in right Najee harris is in year two and i think that's fine for a lot of other positions the problem is that at running back age really matters especially in the market size as soon as a running back hits 25 the market sours on him Najee's 24 that's the same age as josh jacobs i think he's older than josh jacobs and if not older he's only like a month or two younger this becomes a really make or break season for him where he needs to have you he needs to have a top five season because if he has a fringe RB one season like Josh Jacobs did in his year two, his value is going to fall back to the back end RB ones and kind of be in that mix in, you know, Kamara Dalvin Cook range. And that's that's completely fair. I just think that RB three, you know, really towards the top at twenty four years old, it's tough. Now, again, because of that, I would love to flip off of him for DK Metcalf, who's also a twenty four year old wide receiver. And I think that he has path, I think that he has an easier path. To that difference making you know 20 plus point per game production and now in terms of the plus again i like that late second so in that probably like 208 210 211 range and that's a fun range in this draft class i like you know wandale uh robinson there sky moore david bell i think desmond ritter could fall to that spot so there's a lot of fun players that could kind of stick around in that late second i think this is a really deep draft class because of the covid stuff so you had a lot of guys you know stay the extra year you have some older prospects but i think i'd be interested in getting that kind of plus on top of DK Metcalf to ship away Najee Harris now for this last one we're kind of just tearing up at wide receiver and I think a good candidate for that is Chris Godwin I don't mind Chris Godwin my two concerns with him is one he doesn't command a big target share I think on his like top three wide receiver season he had a few seasons ago he was only like at a 22 percent target share which is fine right he a very efficient player problem is over the long run you kind of want to bet more on a juicy target share and the problem is he hasn't really shown that he can command a lot of targets now he's going to be really efficient with Tom Brady the only problem is that if you got him as more of a win now asset but even if you're a contender you can't even benefit from his win now type aspect because of his ACL injury he's not going to give you difference-making production at any point this season maybe maybe by like week 10 11 12 I just feel burned by the ACL stuff I mean Sutton wasn't good last year Saquon wasn't good last year I'll, I'll do some research on in the offseason but it seems like fresh off an ACL especially a late season ACL he got he got he tore his ACL right before the playoffs you know like that was a week like 18 eight ACL tear so it's really tough you know it's really tough for me to buy into Godwin's like a top 15 wide receiver when you're not going to be sniffing you know that type of production for another year and then he you know gets another year added on and then for me Godwin I think at that point in time, he's probably valued like the Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, you know, Deandre Hopkins Rangers To that point, I'm interested, but I think he's a good candidate. If you can get wide receiver 15 prices and you could, you know, grab a guy like Terrace Marshall, someone who face plan or even, you know, if you want to go Terrace Marshall, Joshua Palmer, Nico Collins, any one of those guys, if someone in your league is interested in any of those guys, you add that to Godwin and you can make that work for DK Metcalf, who, you know, is expected to be a top 12 wide receiver this year and he's 24 and he has higher upside than that. I do that all day. now. That's going to do it for us today. This this ran a little bit longer than I wanted it to be for a single player breakdown, but I will admit I'm rusty on the, on the mic at this point. I don't have that same internal clock. I don't have that same rhythm. So we're going to get the repetitions in. We're going to get better here, but that's going to do it for us today. As always, if you enjoyed this video, make sure you go down below, subscribe, leave a like, and as always... Or actually, I want to say, I'm going to start putting these videos on uh, my podcast, right? So the audio form. I personally, when I listen to fantasy football stuff, 99% of it, I listen to it uh, through audio, like when I'm driving and stuff. So I really want to, I'm making it a goal to put all of my videos on the podcast. And that link will be down below. I want to say I have the uh, Apple podcast and the Spotify link in the description. So if you're someone that likes to listen more than you like to watch, that's down there for you guys. Now, with that being said, I'll see you guys. In I got a joke. Foolie's glad I'm home. Even my haters kinda glad I'm on. Rest in peace to my bag up on Rapper song, singer, suspended subpoena from Mr. Meaner's dreamer, hell back Loki's is low still again.